And then TJ goes on to fight Hendon Burrell after that. He beats him. He starches him. And ever since then, I'm calling it, Hendon Burrell has never been the same. You know, he's slowly but surely coming back. But the beating he got from TJ Dillashaw both times. <coughs> Excuse me. Weed has me coughing. And he never was honestly the same. He wasn't as loose. He wasn't as open. He didn't take as many of those risks that he usually used to take before he fought Dillashaw. And Dillashaw changed him. And then we go fast forward, fast forward to the point where he fights Dominic Cruz. So Dominic Cruz is challenging for TJ's belt at long last. Once he does it, Cruz edges TJ in a split decision. And ever since then, TJ has not lost. He's come back. He's neutralized John Lineker. He's beating up Thomas, uh, what is it? Oh, Rafael Asuncao. And, uh, you know, he's looked good with all these uh, performances. And now he had gotten a shot at Cody Garber's title. And then now TJ is the undisputed Bantamweight champion again. You know, I was so happy the first time when TJ got the title shot and he got the belt. I was so happy. I knew his relationship with Dwayne was good. You know, all the t all the hard work he put in, this guy comes in and beats one of the scariest guys at the time in the form of Henry Burrell. This guy it has the potential to be a two-division champion, honestly. You know, hear these talks about him wanting to fight Demetrius Johnson and all that. You know, I think that's a very, that's a, the, the most legitimate contender that has fought Demetrius Johnson in his career. Aside from Dominic Cruz, and then aside from, you know, good guys like Joseph Benavides, you know, that brought the distance, Ian McCall. But, you know, this is the most, this is the most toughest test to date for Mighty Mouse as challengers. Because Demetrius Johnson, his concern, I guess, quote unquote, I guess, I don't know what, what the real story is. I don't know all the true facts, but, you know, he's c concerned that TJ comes down and fights and he misses weight, and he still beats him, and it's like, where's, where's that, you know, let him have a flight at flyweight, and then he can come and fight Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, but, you know, that's the thing, TJ says he can make the weight, so I wanted to see that, TJ versus DJ, the fight of the century, that's like the Ali versus Frazier or something for us, that's a, that's a major fight, that will do major numbers, I'm sure, because it's such a fantastic fight, you know, for Demetrius Johnson to take the fight with TJ Dillashaw would be the biggest pay-per-view ratings, big pay-per-view numbers. And you get a lot of the pay-per-view percentage because you're a world champion. Demetrius Johnson will have the highest pay-per-view uh, rating in his personal career. It may not break the scales like Mayweather McGregor did or, or UFC 217, Bisping versus St. Pierre, but it definitely will have some legs and that's one thing that I, that makes me really want to, you know, watch TJ versus DJ. It's a matter of negotiations, contracts, you know, one guy, one guy's team, one guy's manager, all these different people, not just one fighter. If one fighter wants to take the fight, let them take the fight. They solely have to take the they only they want to take the fight, let them sign the contract. But you know, you can give them advice, you can back them up. You got different people like that, but I think it's honestly a negotiations thing and preferably what Mighty Mouse wants. But if he wants a good payday, fight TJ Dillashaw. You're not gonna get good good paydays fighting guys like Ray Borg and and uh, and 
and uh, Kyoto Horiguchi and all these different guys that he's fought. I mean, they're not money sellers. I don't mean to smash and trash all these guys, but we are in the entertainment industry now. This is the way we're supposed to look at it when it comes to fights, when it comes to what they both deserve on this side's party and that side's party. And and he's got to match it all up. You got to put it together. But we're in the entertainment industry. What's the fans want to see? What are people going to be talking about? What's good for the history books? What's good for the UFC? What's good for both fighters? The fact is that this is most the biggest super fight that there is down in, in these lower weight classes. A 135-pound division super fight is awaiting to happen. I don't want to compare this to Silva versus St. Pierre. But it kind of takes the steam away because Silva tested positive again. Um, but, you know, this is the biggest fight down at 135 pounds for the title. Has to be for the title. And coming up on the next segment, we will talk about the new champion at Strawweight, Rose Nama. No, I like to call her Rose Nama Juniors, but Rose Nama Juniors, her title ring, and um, what matchups we would have at 115 pounds because there is a lot of them because Rose is a champion and she has a couple of losses to some of the some of the people that are in the division you know Carlos Esparza eh, it was a long time ago but still was a loss I'm sure she'd like to get a lot of those back we got some up-and-comers uh like Cynthia Calvillo coming up to the scene you know, she's looked impressive. You know, she could be like one, two, or three wins away from a title shot. Um, we got um, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, who has a win over Rose Namajunas. And we got uh, Michelle Watt. We got, Mich- not Michelle Watterson. We got um, Tisha Torres. We got Jessica, Jessica Andrade. Those matchups. Those are some fucking matchups. Holy Holy shit, those are some fucking matchups. Jessica Andrade, Claudia Gadelia. They're all fucking matchups for Rose Namajunas. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a, a, a title reign of a long, a mass title reign, or is it going to be one of those short ones? You know, she's a young girl. She got it. She finally was able to taste the OC gold. But she has some straight up monsters in that division. I don't know how she can. <laughs> get through that you know i believe in you rose I'm, I'm curious to see this reign of roses throughout her career you know she had some experience some ups some some downs in her career early but you know i'm curious to see how her title reign is going to be you know as for yoana on yoana's side should she get an immediate rematch i do believe i do believe because you know maybe like five days after the fight i was just sitting there thinking you know yoana not only was undefeated she also, she also had, um, a, a, she was also about to break the record for most title defenses as a woman. You know, but she's about to break Ronda Rousey's record, all-time record. She wanted to. She was on the verge, and that snapped, as well as her first loss in MMA and her first loss by knockout. So it was a pretty brutal night for champions. Bisping, obviously, they all took the high road, though, you know. Bisping was defeated by St. Pierre. Garbrandt was defeated by Dillashaw. And Joanna was defeated by Rose. 
So does Rose, does Joanna deserve an immediate rematch? I, going back to what I was saying, yes, I do believe she does. You know, but you know, if that doesn't happen, there's still plenty of people to fight in that 115 pound division. Speaking of big, big fights in women's divisions, um, Paige Van Zandt on Twitter claims that um, she has a title fight with the winner of um, who the flyweight title, who wins the women's flyweight title uh, thing on the on the Ultimate Fighter show, and Jessica I is going off saying that she should fight her. Jessica I has a fight book now. She was set to fight Paige Van Zandt, but now Van Zandt claims she has a title fight coming up. You know, coming off of a loss or so. I don't I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe it's just to you know you know, it's one of those entertainment things. You know, maybe that's where she needs to be. Maybe she can become a world champion because she is real good. She has all the potential. She has all the look, she's beautiful, she can dance, she can do all these great things and you know, she can fight as well, that's the thing. But um yeah, that's real that's real Interesting as well. I'm curious to see what they do. I'll be curious to see who wins the show. Um, going back to that, you know, Joanna would do good, a uh, good in a rematch. Obviously, you see how scary, how how happy they still are after they lose. You know, that shows that they're going to be back with vengeance. Cody's happy. Uh, Bisping's still the same guy. He's still happy. He's going to come back. They're, they're all going to come back with vengeance, and that would be cool to have them all in the same card again, which will probably never happen, but. You know, that'd be pretty cool, but um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for uh, my thoughts on UFC 217. If I I probably do have some other things, we'll probably talk about it on the next on the next episode, the Jimmy Kimmel Show. But I thank you guys for joining us for episode one of segments UFC post UFC 217. Jimmy Kimmel MMA out, baby.